a new risk rating for El Salvador. Following a recent review of the security environment in the country, International SOS has lowered our rating for El Salvador from high to medium. And in this episode, we'll be telling you all about the changes our team has witnessed in country, including reduced levels of gang-related violent crime and helping you to understand how we made our assessments. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, joining me today is our lead security analyst for Mexico and Central America, Raul Iglesias, who's recently returned from El Salvador. And Raul, what were some of the deciding factors behind downgrading the country's risk rating? We started to see some reports months ago that El Salvador's risk environment was changing drastically, that the gangs had been dismantled across the country. And so we set out to verify these reports with an in-country assessment by our management team to revise the risk rating. And so tell us a little bit about the trip that you were able to conduct. So we went to El Salvador. We went to the capital of San Salvador, liaised with our providers, clients, and other contacts we have in-country to conduct a thorough assessment of the risk environment and the status of this violent crime that has reportedly decreased significantly across the country and other caveats of the changing security environment. So let's find out about what the situation was like in the past Mm -hmm. then, just to kind of get an idea of how things have changed. Before, well, as you probably know, El Salvador was once one of the most violent countries in the world. Gangs such as the Mara Salvatrucha or MS-13 and Barrio 18 used to control very large areas of San Salvador and other urban centers across the country. Homicide rates were extremely high. I believe in 2015, they surpassed 100,000 inhabitants countrywide. And it really had that fame, El Salvador, for being extremely violent that caused a lot of migration out of the country. People used to flee the gang violence, extortions, kidnappings, and that has changed drastically in recent years. So having traveled to El Salvador, what would you say the situation is like now? Let me go back a little bit to how it was before. Just to describe a little bit of the risk environment before the state of exception of, of emergency, People from one neighborhood couldn't move to another neighborhood freely. They could risk getting shot on sites by the gangs because of probably being affiliated to a rival gang. And that has changed drastically under the current situation. People can move a little bit more freely because the gangs are no longer there. And you feel it on the streets, actually, the way people walk and the way they you know, relate to the space around them. It has definitely changed quite a bit. Gangs have basically, uh, I don't want to say disappeared, because there are some remnants of them in rural and remote areas of El Salvador. But as we historically knew them as these large structures that dominated large tracts of San Salvador and other urban centers, that's no longer how things are. What were your feelings when you approached this country visit? You obviously knew what had come before, but Mm -hmm. were you surprised to find things had changed so dramatically? Yes, I was actually a little bit skeptical before I went to El Salvador because gang violence was so deeply entrenched in the country. So it was very interesting talking to people there, to our security partners, to clients, to people on the streets, hotel staff, drivers. And yes, it it does seem that in general terms, the security environment has improved drastically, justifying the move from high risk to medium risk. It really feels like your average Latin American city now, San Salvador. 
So how would you describe the situation? What should people expect if they were to travel there? Well, I will tell them what they should not expect, and that is gang members loitering on the streets. They can also expect heightened security, especially along the roads leading from San Salvador to the airport. Also in some of the outlying areas of the capital, as well as other urban centers, for example, Soyapango is very heavily surveilled. It was once a gang stronghold where security operations are, are still ongoing, very large security operations. And yes, I think the security environment for the vast majority of profiles has improved They can still expect some degree of petty crime. While violent crime has receded significantly because of the crackdown by the government, there are still some concerns surrounding petty and street crime, back snatching, pickpocketing, pretty standard stuff for most of Latin America. When we talked with one of our contacts over there, he also mentioned that he has seen increased reports of home break-ins and sexual assault by non-gang actors, which, however, might not reflect necessarily an organic growth of this type of criminality, but rather improve reporting by the police. With regard to the changes that have been made, what would you say about the people who live in El Salvador? Do you feel that they have a renewed optimism about how the country has changed? Yes, I did notice that people feel very happy with the results, despite the criticisms that President Nayib Bukele have faced. They've been willing to muster with state of emergency policies because they were besieged by a gang-related violence for such a long time. So in general, the measures are very widespread acceptance. I believe Bukele's approval rating remains extremely high for now. And this widespread approval, I think, contributes to its sustainability across the time. So what would you say the outlook for El Salvador is going forward? I would say that the president is... Very invested in pushing his security policy. He seems willing to do whatever it takes to sustain it, whether it means building more prison infrastructure to incarcerate more people and expand the security forces. So it looks like it will remain a feature of the security environment for as long as Bukele remains in power. And again, the widespread support for these policies by the population, despite the criticisms by several human rights organizations, I think they contribute to this. And would you say there are any caveats to this risk rating change? What should people be aware of? Yes, I think that while the security environment has improved for the vast majority of traveler profiles, there are some types of organizations that should exercise increased cautions when traveling or operating in El Salvador, especially those organizations that may be involved in politically sensitive work, such as human rights advocacy or journalism they are definitely going to face more operational constraints when working in-country. For example, there has been an issue with increased physical and digital surveillance by the authorities, some concerns with harassment of journalism, again carrying out sensitive investigative work, with some cases resulting in incarceration. Now, I think the exposure for this is definitely higher for local workforce. So they might want to exercise caution, make sure their information security protocols are very up to date, and always consider the political implications of their activities. How might they be interpreted by the government? Okay, Ralph, thank you very much for explaining it all to us. Thank you, Chris. Well, that's all for now. But just to remind you, you'll be able to access the latest information and updates for El Salvador from our website at internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres. They're available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.